Hi, I'm Owen from Bite Size Irish Gaelic, and welcome to episode 46, Iver a Dahadzashe, of the Bite Size Irish Gaelic podcast. Even if you're alone learning to speak Irish outside of Ireland, don't despair. Rest assured that there are thousands like you across the globe, all interested in tapping into Ireland's native culture. And for all about this podcast, go to bitesizeirishgaelic.com forward slash podcast. And I want to give a shout out to our newest members at Bite Size Irish Gaelic who are learning a bit of Irish on our online program. So welcome back to uh, artist Bastia Cohen. She's a, a friend of Bite Size Irish Gaelic and she's in Oak Park, Michigan. And uh, also welcome to Edmund, who's in La Tourbi in Provence Alpes Côte d'Azur in France. So Edmund, uh, we don't have many members in France, so welcome in. It's lovely having you learning a, a bit of the Irish language with us. So today I'm rejoined by, by our guest from episode 44, and that's Dave Hogan of Dove Chauffeur Drive. Now, he joined us in episode 44, and we had a good discussion about how to visit Ireland, how to make the most of your trip, and indeed different ways you can make it around Ireland. But he's also um, a member of the Kinvara Writers Group, so he's a writer himself. Dave, how are you doing? Good morning, Owen. Doing damn morning here, to say the least. I'm actually in Killarney at the moment, Owen. And how's Killarney town these days? Well, getting busy now. It's the beginning of another season here, you know, and uh, Killarney is a great little town. A lot going on here all the time. The it's, um, mm-hmm. first horse racing meetings is starting on Sunday for three days, so there'll be big crowds in for that one. Oh, lovely. I'm sure the, the town will be packed. It's always a nice little spot to visit, and uh, they, they're certainly geared towards the tours, so if you do oh, very visit, much so. <laughs> if you do visit, they'll know how to treat you, that's for sure. Well, well, I won't be here at the weekend. I'm actually heading back to Galway today, so just a flying visit with my wife, Sue. Just had a couple of days break, so I know the nice places to go myself when I want a little vacation home. Ah, lovely. And uh, have a safe drive back up to Galway today. Now, today, Dave... Thank you, Owen. Yeah, you, you shared with me personally a, a story you had. So you come across quite a few personalities when you're um, giving people uh, personal tours around Ireland. And you had um, uh, written a story which you read out to the uh, Kinvara Writers Group. Um, you shared it with me and then... I said, well, would you mind sharing this with our audience? Because I think people would love hearing your story. So what do you think about that, Dave? Yeah, it's just one of many stories. Uh, <laughs> it's a strange little story, but a little, a little touch of humour to it too, you know, your own, as you can appreciate. But uh, yeah, I hope they enjoy it. Okay, lovely. Well, Dave, I'll leave it to you and in your own time. Okay, well, here we go. And it's entitled... And we think we know. Barbara Senior was a strange and a wonderful woman. That was obvious to me from the very first time I spoke to her. I had spoken to Barbara Junior first. She had been the one to make contact with me with regard to a possible Irish tour. She had seen a little piece about me in the New York Times, and they had been trying to figure out how best to go about planning and executing 
a visit to Ireland. They did not want a bus tour, and they were certainly not keen on driving themselves. Barbara Jr. felt that my type of tour could be the answer dilemma. She immediately called Barbara Sr. with the news, and much to her surprise, Barbara Sr. instantly replied, Book him. Of course, Barbara Jr. cautioned her and said, We've no idea who he is, or what he is like, or indeed, just how much he charges. Without hesitation, Barbara Sr. replied, Book him. I got the call, and to cut a long story short, a story which I would like to tell you all about on another occasion, I got the job. I will add that at this stage, after speaking to Barbara Jr., I also made a point of calling Barbara Sr. It was then that I found out what a very special lady she was. She told me that from the word go, when Barbara Jr. had called her originally with the news, she heard her late husband's voice loud and clear in her head saying, book him, and that was what she did. She also asked me what my stars were, and I told her that I was a Gemini. She immediately told me that she was a Gemini also, and that therefore we would have a strong psychic connection. This turned out to be very true. She was a great believer that nothing happens by accident, something I believe in very strongly myself. How we cannot feel promptings from somebody we have a strong connection with, someone we love, even someone no longer around. This was to happen many times between Barbara Sr. and myself during her final years. There was only one thing she insisted on, and that was to want to know anything about me other than what they needed to know about their tour. She did not want to know what I looked like, especially as she insisted that on her arrival at Shannon Airport, she was going to pick me out from the crowd on arrivals. I will never forget my first sight. This beautifully dressed little old lady appeared through the arrival doors, wearing a long, pale, blue pleated skirt and a little blue matching jacket. Under her jacket, she wore a lovely floral blouse and on her head, a cute little round hat, brightly decorated. She wore shiny black ankle boots and carried a walking stick. She was like someone out of Mary Poppins. I knew it was her. I stood in the semicircular crowd as she cast her eyes around the full line of people, and I gave no indication of showing the set of interest in her. She looked all the way back along the line again, and then made a beeline for me. She walked right up to me, and with a knowing smile said, Dave Hogan. Welcome, Barbara, was my reply. It was just the introduction she wants, the beginning of one of my most memorable tours. This tale is not about Barbara Sr. specifically. As I have already said, that is for another day. This story, a true story, is about what for me is just another example of how little we know about what life and being alive is all about. It is about all the strange and miraculous things that happen as we journey through this life. For me, it is about miracles. For others, it may be about coincidence, or everyday flukes that happen to happen. 
For me, it is about just another one of the wonderful things that I have experienced, which when I reflect on them, never allow me to give up hope, because I can always feel that maybe I do not need to know all of the answers. It is a nice story, even a funny story. It is one for you to think about, or maybe simply to dismiss. For me, it is a memory which brings a smile to my face, even if I'm alone when I recall it. Now to my story. One of the places that my new friends had wanted to was the Holy Shrine at Nock. Nock is now a famous place of pilgrimage, and many miraculous miracles have been attributed to Nock. It was there that Our Lady appeared back in the 1800s. Now do not jump ahead of me and assume that you know what I am on about here, because you will be wasting your time, believer or unbeliever. I think it will make you smile too. My party consisted of Barbara Sr., Barbara Jr., and Barbara Jr.'s husband, Mike, and of course, yours truly. Let me say, in the start, Mike was not what you would call a friendly type. He kept very much to himself and said very little. As we walked around the grounds at Knock, I noticed that Mike had disappeared. I asked Barbara if she knew where he was. She replied, he has had his own little miracle, she said. He found a pub. We did find him before we left, though. I am not sure just how much you know about Mark, but visitors there can become members of the Friends of the Shrine Society. This simply entails enrolling yourself or somebody else as a member. There is a small charge of three or four euros. And you're given, given a letter with your name or the name of the person you have enrolled on it, with the insurance that you or they will be remembered at two masses daily at knock for the year. You can also enroll a friend or family member who may be deceased, and this many people like to do. Both of my barbers availed of this opportunity. I myself have been visiting the shrine at knock since I was a kid as my brother had a very serious accident when we were young and had spent a long period in a Dublin hospital in a coma with serious head injuries, where he was all given up for. During this period, we, as a family, regularly visited not to pray. One day my brother woke up and is still alive and well to this day. Needless to say, my mother firmly believed that it was as a result of our prayers at Knock. The day finding when Barbara Senior, Barbara Junior and Mike left for home. And I must say that I found it hard to say goodbye, especially to Barbara Senior. It could have been about three weeks after they returned home that I received a disturbing email from Barbara Junior. Her message showed me that they had taken baby Ruth for a medical examination and that they had discovered three tumours on her scans. She had cancer. Barbara wanted to know if I could get to knock and enroll her in the Friends of the Shrine Association. I immediately responded and assured her that I would do that straight away. The next day I travelled to knock and baby Ruth was enrolled and I posted her card straight away. A couple of weeks passed and then I received an email from Barbara informing me that the card had arrived. 
a couple of weeks, I got the first of two major shocks. The first one was that baby Ruth had been taken back to the specialists, and after fully examining her again, no trace of any tumour was found. The next shock was even bigger. Barbara had sent me a photo of baby Ruth in an attachment. I opened the attachment. I nearly fell off my chair. Baby Ruth was Barbara's doll. My wife Sue had been aware of the situation and I immediately called her, informing her of what had happened and telling her I had a picture of baby Ruth to show her. When she saw this, we both rolled around with laughter. Was it a miracle? Do miracles happen for dogs? Well, after spending a lot of time thinking about it, I came to the conclusion that maybe the miracle was for Barbara and not for the dog. She was the one who had enough faith to give Knock a try. That was good enough for me. Thank you. Oh, lovely, Dave. <laughs> I love it. Poor baby Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for sharing like and i know i mm -hmm. yeah i didn't know i had no idea who baby ruth was because uh, she never mentioned i usually didn't have a baby but i thought it might be uh she was a niece or something like that or god knows what but there you go you must come across a lot of personalities when you're touring people around ireland do you Oh, many, many stories, and I hear many stories because I think that people can treat a a show for maybe a little bit like somebody uh, somebody would treat a hairdresser or a man would treat a barber, <laughs> uh, how they can share confidences with people and maybe feel that they're going to be kept secret. But uh, in actual fact, uh, I have to be careful that I don't, if I'm writing, that I make sure that people cannot be easily identified on, you know. Oh, sure. And you were very careful when we were uh, emailing about this. You were you were um, emphasizing the fact that you uh, wanted to keep these two people anonymous. So oh, I appreciate absolutely. that. Yeah. And, you know, uh, as I go, I find that a lot of the, the stuff I share with people, uh, a lot of the questions I'm asked and a lot of the things we do are things that I suppose if there was a tour guide's manual, you wouldn't find the answers to them in that at all. Really. Mm -hmm. And all that is, uh, is about your life, their lives, and what it was like growing up in Ireland and growing up in your own family, maybe. So it's uh, it can be very, very rewarding in many ways. I'm quite an open person when I'm sharing with people, and I find that maybe maybe that helps people to open up too, and, and I appreciate that very much. It makes tours very interesting. Not all about history and geography, in other words. You know? mm. and we can learn a lot from each other, can't we? When we, oh, meet, we? meet somebody yeah. who can maybe stop us in our tracks and uh, reevaluate things, eh? I think I'm everything from a from a, a marriage guidance counselor to a, <laughs> a tour guide. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I'm not too sure how good my advice is. So. Well, <laughs> Uh, it was lovely, Dave. So it was lovely that you shared that with us. Um, I enjoyed hearing your story. And of course, subscribers will probably have heard you on episode 44 um, already. But if they haven't, I um, recommend that you go back to episode 44 
to hear many more stories from Dave and to hear more of his background. And of course, Dave, um, your what's the URL for your blog where people can find your posts and some of your photos from your travels around Ireland? I think maybe my blog is the best place, yes. And uh, Google Holidays Ireland dot blogspot dot com. That's B L O G S P O T. Holidays Ireland dot blogspot dot com or dot IE. Excellent. Well, Dave, I would thanks. like to mention though, mm-hmm. I'm also I'm also a member of the Kinvara Writers Group mm-hmm. in County Galway, where at, at, on occasions we do different uh, little what we call poets breakfasts in local pubs and stuff like that at holiday weekends and things like that, where we, uh, the members read to the public and people come along in some of their own little writings and they read as well. Lovely occasions like that. So I appreciate that. I also write a little bit of poetry, which I might give you again sometime on. Hmm. Lovely. Excellent. Well, nice Dave, thanks for being so generous with us and with our listeners. And it was really a pleasure to hear your story today. And I sincerely hope that more people avail of the opportunity to learn some of our national Gaelga mm-hmm. from yourself and from your own uh, teachers on, as mm-hmm. I gather. Tabyogani Gaelga Falka Agsam Agam Reshinoma. Yeah, fair play, ah, but Dave. Yeah, and I leave it at that for today. And and uh, slán on God bless you. Well, slán gafol, Dave, and thanks so much. And if you you've listened to this, and if you loved. Uh, Dave's story about uh, Barbara's and Baby Ruth and Mike and visiting Nach. Um, I think Dave would more than appreciate you leaving a comment. So the show notes page will be at bitesizeirishgaelic.com forward slash podcast and click through to the show notes page for episode 46. If you're loving this show, uh, the best thing you can do for us is to visit the iTunes store search for Bite Size Irish Gaelic Podcast and to leave us a written review, maybe <coughs> five stars. <laughs> you can always send us questions uh, to our email address at info at bitesizeirishgaelic.com. Thanks to Tsukumo for their music, which you hear on this episode under a Creative Commons license. And until the next episode, Slán Gafoil. Bye for now. <laughs>